everybody. David Donaldson here with another episode of Entrepreneurial Impact. Really excited today, bringing back another person from the past. You know, we like to dive in occasionally and get into the Dave origin story, a little bit of history of what's going on with us. And one of those oh. stories is one of our very own, Matt Gorham. Matt, how you doing? Say hi to everybody. Hey, everybody. Welcome from the Philadelphia suburbs. Go Birds. Go Dave, Birds. I, I didn't know we were going back to college when we met. Are we going to talk about the times where there was hazing in the basement? Uh, I'm going to have to edit that out, I think. you know, I think we might have to edit that out, but it, <laughs> we're still friends, right? So I don't know what you're talking bad. about. I, I, I have no idea what you're talking about. Yes, we, well, we were at a school where it was Philly versus Pittsburgh, and we were the Philly guys, so we, we always were. had that bond, right? We did have that bond. We were the Philly guys. And it, what are the chances of that? Actually, you know, Connor you know, is actually looking at IUP, too. So looking at adding another Donaldson generation to the uh, the Western PA colleges. And uh, that's cool. Fighting a good fight. I might take my Mason there in a couple of weeks, actually. So we'll see. I haven't been on campus would, in a long, no, long time. No, wouldn't that be something? A little Gorham Donaldson reunion up uh, at IUP. Well, yeah. So obviously, Matt, you, we go back a little bit. And the funny thing is, like like most stories, I think when it comes to people, we have a relationship. However, when we mature, and I'm going to put that word in quotes, and, and we move on, right? There was some space there, but we reconnect. You may not pay taxes now, but yeah. now I, have, I, I don't have a job. I have a career, right? <laughs> but we didn't talk to each other for a little while, right? We were separate. Always cool. Just I graduated, right? And but Facebook, social media is what kind of that was a great common denominator of bringing people back together. And we got reacquainted and found out that hey, here's this guy I went to college with Matt. You beat me to the real estate industry, relates, and you beat me to KW. I got licensed in 07. And when we rediscovered each other, I think we kind of started talking about this little company called KW, which I had not been a member of yet. So you were there first. Yeah. That just means I was there. I was just earlier. That's all. Yeah, that's not always all. better. It's not always better, but yes, I'm, I'm, it's been, that company has been really great to me. It's um, opened my mind with a lot of mindset issues and a lot of growth um, in a way that that's changed the trajectory of my family, you know, forever. And I, and I, for that, I'm forever grateful. Well, and that's kind of some things I wanted to get into today, right? I wanted to talk about mindset, right. talk again, culture. I wanted to get to talk about, you know, the value and the things that you've been able to get from this organization. It's just overall just made you, do some things you maybe you never vision if it goes back to what we were not talking yeah. about in the in the nineties, right? But yeah. So let's, let's kind of let's jump forward a little bit. Let's kind of get forward into you and the entrepreneurial side of, of what got you into real estate. How did this all start for you? Where did this come from? Yeah, so, and when I was in high school, I was, I was I started a company, a contracting business, the Deck Guy. I had DeckGuy.com, 888DeckGuy. We had the trademark, and I started licensing it and franchising it. And that's actually why I transferred out of IUP, because I was I was busy paying someone else to run a company um, uh, back at home. So I transferred back home, finished at Westchester. And I, so I learned licensing. I learned trademarks. I learned models and systems, hiring and firing really early. And I didn't really know what I was learning. But I now, I, now in hindsight, I see that it was a really valuable lesson. And, um, I, you know, one day I was hanging out with a, with a gentleman who, was, who we were friends with that was a Navy SEAL. And he's like, Matt, like this business thing you got going on, you got franchises here and there, but like you're selling yourself short. You're not making the amount of money you need to. You're not making the impact on people the way that you should. And he handed me a book that many people have been, have talked about, Rich Dad, Poor Dad, man, let's go. 
I know you got it back it's there. It's on my shelf. I knew you were going. I if I, I wasn't at the Blake house right now, I would have a copy of it right next to me too. And and I read it and I just, I, I had this problem where I wanted to, um, I kept losing my employees and in the deck business, you can't do a lot of the staining decks in the winter. It's cold. So right. I kept losing employees. So I thought this was a genius way for me to buy some investments and then have my workers help me fix them up in the winter and then keep them because it was killing me to pay to retrain and rehire every year. I mean, we had up to 40 guys some years and, and that's really a big deal. So I thought that that was a good idea. Yeah, but I didn't know how to fix the house. So that was not a great idea. Um, and we did end up buying one. Um, that was, I don't know, 17 years ago. That was my first rental um, that we bought. And um, I just sold it about a year ago. And um, it was it was it was a heck of a lesson, man. It got me into the game. I, I started I started calling my buddies while I was in real estate school, just telling them what I was doing. And I didn't really know that was called prospecting, <laughs> but I started Surprise. prospecting them. And a lot of them respected me because they knew I already had a business. I had um, I'd worked really hard, and I, I I gained some respect amongst my peers because I was pretty entrepreneurial in the beginning. I mean, I've been selling things since I was eight, man. I mean, I lived across from a creek. My mom gave me money to go buy lollipops. I rode my bike to the country store and I bought, you know, salmon eggs and, and night crawlers. And I hustled those suckers, tripled my money and then went back and got a lollipop and then tripled the rest of the money. Like, like I, I came back. My mom said, what'd you get? I said, there's no money in lollipops, mom. I, I, <laughs> she tells that story to everybody. And so I just, you know, I just been a hustler ever since, you know, I've been a hustler forever, man. Um, you know, it's crazy. Like you, you talk to a lot of people that, and it, we see these stories kind of come and go. And, and look, there's an entrepreneurial spirit and it doesn't always rear its head. But more times than I see that there was always something going on early on that kind of either they harvested and developed or came back to it at some point in time and just kind of build upon something that fortunately they were blessed to have something that was inert to them. Interesting. Yeah, I, I um, you know, what I, I grew up watching my mom dropped out of high school went back, got her GET, went back to college, was a very accomplished paralegal. Mom kicked ass. And my dad delivered newspapers in the morning and works. He works really hard and not smart. And I was watching. So I got some work ethic from, from my father, which I really appreciate. It was great. And I watched my mom not like settle for, for nonsense. And I just, I took, I tried to take that to the next level. You know, like I, I just didn't want to um, good enough wasn't good enough for me. Mediocrity doesn't last in my life. If I'm doing something mediocre, I will cut the cord on that thing. Um, you know, and it just doesn't work. It doesn't work for me. I don't do victim talk. I, I, I never heard my parents victim talk. They didn't have a lot. Never, ever did I hear them whining about what they did have. And, um, you know, I just was kind of, my wife and I talk about this all the time. Like, we're just not, I don't want to go back to that place. And, and um, it's very motivating for us. You know, I think most people, that are entrepreneurial need to have a motivator. You need to have some grit. You need to have, somebody had to kick you in gym class or pick you last in kickball. And it really is deep in your soul. Like we, I'm I try to find gym out gym class like, and not the basement of the fraternity house. Okay. So definitely not that. That never happened. <laughs> but like, um, you know, I need to know like who got, who told you, you couldn't, when you want to be a leader in my organization, like you've got to, I need to know who, who kicked you, who picked on you at the bus stop. Like something deep, man. I need to know about that with you um, because that means we can go places. And um, the people that are high up in my organization, you know, organizations, they all have something that stands out really big in those areas that 
Um, we can lead that to motivation for them, to opportunity for them. And then you can really grow together. You can scale things, but you really can't do that unless you know what makes people tick. Yeah. And what's well, you, you got to invest in people. And the only way to really invest in people yeah. is not just to be there for them, ask questions of them. You got to know them. Shut up and listen and hear them, right? Amen, man. I, I just, you know, and I Keller Williams teaches a lot of systems, a lot of models. Or, man, some these KPAs, these, I mean, there's so many tests. There's so many tests, man. And um, and they're really good. But there's there's other questions you need to ask alongside of them. Yep. And if you don't really, and you're, and if you're not authentic, forget it. Like people, real talent will, will just forget that nonsense. They don't want to be around you if you don't care about them. I, I love the people that are in my organization and they know it. They know it. I love their kids. I, you know, I, I go to sleep thinking about their car payments and their mortgage payments. And well, it motivates that's me exactly where I want to go with you. So let's just fast forward. Obviously, so Matt, you've been in the business. You've done great things in real estate. But for you, it is so much more than that now. Like it has come a long way from that first fix and flip where you were figuring your way out. Transition to a real estate business, hiring people, right? But this is what I mean. Like when I think of people like you, like it's it's more than a business, right? I see you doing things for your events, for your communities, and for your people. Yeah. Hearing you say that my people keep me up at night. That's real. That's authentic. It is real, Dave. And it's, I've gained weight over it. I have had, you know, sometimes worse eating habits, whatever it is. Like I, I really do care about them. And I think, and they do know that they know that. Why do you think I'm that not, is? Because I, I, I'm not asking them to do anything I won't do. And um, I, I'm, if, if it's call night, the CEO is sitting at the call night and I, and I'll, I'll go, I'll rip the phone the first time and let people see that I'm willing to do it. And um, I think they know that I really do care. I mean, we do give back quite a bit to the community. That's that's essential to be in our, in our organization. We feel that God gave us these blessings and we have to share them. And if we don't, then we're we're wasting it. Um, we So like there's certain things that just you got to do if you want to, if we're going to play ball together, you know, if we're going to grow, do life together, because you're doing life, man, you're doing life. How many years, how many trips around the sun do you have? And you just don't know, man. I, I don't want to waste one. Uh, and I have, and I don't, I don't, I'm not proud of those things. I, I just, I got to stretch a little bit, you know, and we, we have a lot, we have a long way to go. We have, you know, we've done pretty well. You know, we've got 13, 14 people on our team right now. And um, we, we have some people that, that make, you know, 300,000 know, on our team. That's a really good life. And um, there's years where the agents on my team have made more than me. And I, I'm the first guy to smack him on the booty and congratulate him. I think it's great. And um, I just want to be, I want to have the right bus for the, for the people that I have. And um, that takes a lot, it takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of work. I got to do a lot of things that, um, that are hard. I have to do a lot of things that are hard. And uh, I'm down here at the lake house. I booked two listing appointments this morning. So like, I'm just not, I'm not here playing. I'm, I just, it's just a different environment for me to do my job. Well, there's so, sacrifice in business, right? There's sacrifice on family, there's sacrifice on yourself, and there's sacrifices yeah. you make at the behest of the others. But you've got a long-term vision for this. And one of the things that I've kind of appreciated of always seeing you over time, and, and the I'm going to start with community, and then we'll come to, come to your team. Like, I love watching you engage with your community. Like, I think of, like, peanut butter jelly time. I think of oh, yeah, man. The baseball tickets, like I see you engage and give back on. So let's just kind of talk about the passion of like 
where do these things come from? Like, how does that make you feel? Why is that so important to you? Well, I want it to be, I want to build a village, man. Like my village is, I want my village to be better than your village, you know? And um, I don't, when we have events, you know, we have, we have two big events that we have every year. We do a March Madness event and we have people come in and there's always the charity behind it. And, you know, this past year we, we raised like $7,500. We affected, you know, quite a few uh, families in our community. What we ch have chosen to do the last couple of years is we partner with United Way um, because it's a very valid, legitimate business. So I get a lot of Facebook juice. I get a lot of love in the community because it's a real organization that's, that's qualified. Um, and so we work with them. We are helping people that have mobile homes uh, appeal their taxes because they keep going up as if the mobile home is appreciating, but a mobile home has a title, or a, I'm sorry, a deed, or a, a title, not a deed. So it depreciates like a vehicle, but yet the taxes keep going up. That is a terrible cocktail for people that work really hard. Now you have to work, you have to have a job and you have to be contributing or, or we don't help you appeal your taxes, but it saves the average person a thousand dollars a year. Like that's insane. So we did a, a hundred homes times a thousand dollars a year. Well, over, a, over 10 years, it's a million bucks. It's easy math. Even Coatesville guys know that. So like <laughs> that's, that's a lot of money for people that, that are really close. So that's part of it for us. The other one we do is uh, we do a family fun day. We sponsor um, the double a Phillies team. We, we just took, we just gave like, I don't know. I bought about 600 tickets and we gave, we gave all of them away. And I think, you know, 400, some people showed up, you know, we're all showing up wear the ball or call the ball guy t-shirts on. And we're, we're just creating community. I had other agents there from other companies within our company, their families right there enjoying it. I want them to see my culture too. Maybe someday they want to join our culture. Maybe they don't, but maybe they just want to have a fun night with their family and see some fireworks. That's great. I don't need, there's no real estate sales pitch. It's straight up community. There's nothing to it in our March Madness. There's no, there's no sales pitch. It is straight up community. Um, and if you give enough, then, you know, people will see where your, where your heart is and, and they'll want to work with you. And, um, you know, and that's, that's part of it. Of course we want business out of it, but we also want to create something bigger, you know, and, and try to do that. Nothing wrong to building the business, the fun, what you're trying to do for the community. Like you're, you're, your not properties are not warped in that capacity. Right? You're able to do more because business is scalable, right? And the yep. feedback back to the business, because your passion is actually in the right spot for community-based, right, donations, charitable organizations. Yeah, That's the right sure, way to like go about it. Yeah, I'd like to do, I don't like, yeah, I just don't want to be fake about it, man. Like, my, my community that knows me knows whether, you know, what what's real and what's not about, you know, my wife and I and, and our and our team. You know, our team, we know, they know what we want to do. And, and they know that, you know, when we're, when they're putting a dollar in, we're mashing their dollar. And, um there's been some times that are lean these last couple of years. You know, we were what down 30% last year, might be down another 30 this year. We're not stopping on the donations. We're not stopping on education. We're not stopping on giving. We're not stopping on community. We're doubling down on it. And um, it's been fun. You know, honestly, it's, it's been a lot of fun and creating, having fun while you're working is great. Right. I mean, I'm not just you. great. It's imperative, man. Like, I, I don't know that I can do talk about this week. What comes first, hustle or the happiness? You got to lead with the happiness, otherwise the hustle will dissipate. Yeah, yeah, and I, I, I've had you know some sad things happen to me in the last you know x amount of weeks or whatever. And you know I could definitely tell I, my productivity went down in that time. You know, so it's one of the reasons I'm down here in Tennessee right now. We're at a lake house trying to recharge before the kids go to school next week. Like 
I need, I'm going to make sure I'm going into that with my battery charged, not drained. You know, it, it's because there's more responsibilities with kids going to school. We've, we've got three that are still in um, one that's out and it's just, there's going to be some time. It's, and my, my son's a senior this year too, you know, so he's got his soccer you know, season. I don't want to miss his games, but that's going to put some, some toughness on Amanda and the girls like, Things are coming, man. So I got to charge the battery. They come rapidly. Well, let's talk about, so that's the community side of things. And you got 13 employees now, team members, right? Something like, yeah, about that. I, you know, that's it's funny, a I lot. Really and so I could see how that also can kind of get at you and think about it. And if you're talking about business adjusting down, because we know the markets are challenging right time, even though you're doubling down on what works, that's a challenging too. What are you doing for the team? Like, I, I, I see some of the things you, but kind of share with the things like, what keeps, I mean, Keeping 13 people engaged to show up and be as passionate about, I mean, you're always going to be more passionate about it, right? They may have certain aspects that drive them, but and that's okay. going to pour into them to keep them dialed. Well, some of that is, is who do I have, who am I in business with? Um, you know, you know, if I have to motivate you to get out of bed to earn a living, you're not going to last long in my home, in my business. You know, we, we went away for a couple weeks after Christmas. We were not pending many deals at all. We were, it was stopped. And I get home and we go bang eight deals in a week. And it makes me wonder like, okay, like did your mortgage not, was your mortgage not due just because I was spending some time with my family. And so, you know, so who, who am I with? And, you know, so the people that I, I try to surround myself with have been champions at something in the past. I've got, college softball pitchers. I've got a bodybuilder, you know, Eric McGee, my sales director. Um, like I consider him my business partner. I tell him I love him every time I hang up the phone because I really do. And right now the people around me, he is, I, when I can't be there, I, he needs, he is the guy. He carries the vision um, and he gains the, he has earned the respect from the agents on the team because that's what he does. You know, I've got Donna that runs our administrative staff. She's an absolute champion. She's beaten cancer twice and she's 30 and she's an, a butt kicker man I, I don't i don't put mediocre people leading with me dave i just they don't last man and you know some people that have left our company are not mediocre people they're great people it just didn't work out so i don't want that to come across um no, sometimes no, things no. don't work out it's man. not always it right things don't always work out doesn't mean your relationship yeah. and it doesn't mean that they're mediocre either it means they can right. be great people you know there's some some agents out there in our market that have come to our team learned some of the business and moved on and i'm thrilled to see him and I want him to go kick butt you know like I I don't want that to be the what comes of this of this message here um yeah, that that's just really important so what am I doing to engage I'm doing that but I'm also trying to pour into them beyond real estate I, like if you come join our team it's not like if you come to me just for leads this is a bad relationship you need to come in for culture and I that's that's like so popular to say but the truth is it is family you know we've had people leave and come back when they're like oh man I miss like I need homecoming you know, this is my homecoming. I need to come back home. Um, and, that, and that's that means a lot. And I try to open up opportunities for, financially for them. So it's not just commissions. You know, we have started a title company. I, you know, and we're able to, to make sure that people get tied in. Um, my showing partner, Steve, has been with me for 10 years, man, this week. This last week, 10 years. Like, I want to make sure he is getting multiple streams of revenue. You know, our office is, is good enough. KW is really good at multiple streams of revenue. Yep. You know, you have your profit share. We also have um, insurance company that we can we can invest in. There's all, I mean, we're doing flips. We're doing, you know, holds. We're doing all kinds of stuff. And I, I, I invite my team to infuse capital into those if they want to be a partner with me. I don't have any, I'm teaching them how to do it 
so that they can create another stream of revenue for them. If I, if I can create revenue streams for them that are significant over and over again, my retention should be really strong. Um, you know, that's what I look at a lot. Look, Keller Williams as an organization is everything you kind of started to touch on. And, and obviously a lot of focus right now is wealth beyond transactional business. But when I look at is. somebody like you and, and, and similar teams, right? But you've kind of led the charge on that. And you were doing that ahead of where a lot of people are at. And even KW as an organization, as far as spearheading it and saying, hey, guys, there's more to this. You have an opportunity to invest capital and do things. And come with me and let me show you how. Like, yeah. And I watched other people do really good and really poorly. And I learned from each one. And, um, yeah, I, I just, you have to, you have to treat what, where would, like, what would I want if I was joining your sales team, Dave, what would I, how would I want, what streams of revenue would I want? What opportunities would I, would I want to have? And I, I just try to think of it that way. I, it is really important for me to, to create revenue and wealth for those people. It's like, that's a, it's, I mean, it's a really, really big deal. It's changed my life. We started teaching a, an investor class to try to help others and um, to cultivate business. And it's been going really well. It's been about a year now. Um, I mean, there's just always, there's always something that we're trying to add on to. It's not just like, hey, come on in here and prospect for three hours, everybody. Oh, you didn't make your calls. Let's look at the 411. You know, like we, it is, it, it can't be that canned all the time, man. It's just not reality. No, it, it can't. And it, it just reminds me. So like, Look, I've gone through some things. You've gone through some things. And there was a time Amen. in my life where I needed everybody. You drove three hours to come see me, and I didn't expect that. But it meant everything to me. But at that Good, same man. Time, I meant it too, man. There were other people you were doing things. And, and for those of you that you – know, uh, not everybody listening to this is, is a Keller Williams person, but we have an amazing cultural thing at our family reunion. And you found yourself up on stage at a family mm -hmm. reunion being recognized for pouring into some people. And you got to meet with Mo Williams, who at the core, if you say culture, that's what we think of. I know you don't do things for that type of recognition, but I knew you are. I think it's important no. to share what that experience was like for you in that moment because of what you were able to do for those people. Well, I wish it never happened um, because it happened because we lost someone or we were we were going to lose someone that we cared about. Uh, we had an ad background stories. I had an admin who was I knew in high school. She was great. Um, she was with us for five or six years. Our kids are the same age. Like it, we're uh, just just love Jill um, to the to the moon. We're still we're still buddies. And um, her husband contracted ALS, and we started figuring out what his goals are for his kids. And his goal was to have a house that his kids could come back, you know, from college in and dump their laundry and have a safe place in the school district where they were, you know, really solidified. And they're really good. Two good boys, man. Like. You know, they're good kids and, you know, there was going to be enough change coming in their life. And he wanted to block down the fact that I don't want that. My kids aren't going to lose their friends at school. My wife's going to be in a better position, whatever it is. And so we started, we started prospecting for, you know, for money so we could buy them a house. And then uh, Mo Anderson, not Mo Williams, Mo Anderson, um, say Mo Williams. End of it through our region, I think our OP and, and some regional guys said something to her. And um, we didn't really know that we were winning a cultural award. We just thought we were getting an opportunity to give and try to pay off a house for someone that we cared about. Most, most companies don't go out and, um, you know, you don't see a lot of admins and a little team in Pennsylvania, you know, get, get a house bought, you know, for them, you know, primarily. And, and it's, you know, we just wanted to, we just wanted to do the right thing. Cause a lot of people talk about culture when it's convenient, but when you're getting kicked in the groin, like where's culture now? Like it's, 
like I, I don't know, man. I was hurting so bad. That was that was that was tough times, and we just we turned our focus to trying to help her instead of prospecting for listings. We prospected for donations, and um, built some great relationships. And I still wish that we were never on that stage, and that Steve was still with us. And um, but you know, when things when negative things happen, you have you don't have, you have a choice to put your head in the sand and turtle. Um, or you can figure out how to step up and do something. And I said that on stage with, you know, you know, sometimes you have to, some people, everyone wants to talk about culture, but sometimes you have to act on it. And that's the only thing I said that got me applause, but it was. Um, Here's the thing. Know. While you didn't want to be on stage, the importance of your story being told and others like you, right. Makes others realize that they can do things without even thinking about it. They do them, but that's the thing that pays it forward. Right. The, those yeah. inspirational stories mean everything. They do, man. I, I I got this pen right here that's in my bag. Um, you know, from the bottom of my heart, Jaden Perez, he gave this to me that, that morning. I keep it in my bag. Um, you know, he he's a kid from New York that, that was, you know, given tons of food back and he was just a he'll just do anything for you. And he was like 12. And uh he had a way bigger heart than we did. And it was it was good to learn from him. That's why I keep that with me. Um yeah. So, you know, people ask <laughs> about culture and until you experience culture, you don't really understand. We let off and you were saying it, it's a word. Yeah, it is. And it's such a monumental part of what makes our company a family. Right. And we see things in Hawaii and the different things that we've had to go through that we know that people are working towards. Yep. And you never hope that you have to be a beneficiary of that culture. But when you do experience that and the people that step up and sometimes they're people, you know, sometimes they're people you've never met and makes you realize you're part of something special. Yep. That was certainly a big deal. I mean, I think we raised what, three hundred and like sixty thousand dollars before, and then we crashed the app, <laughs> which uh, thanks Inman News for calling me and asking me um, you know, did we fail? They called me the next day and asked me, why did the app crash? And I said, why don't you write a story on how we raised so much money <laughs> that we're helping somebody out? And they did not want to run that story. They just wanted to run the story about, that was the year Keller Williams declared that they were going to be a tech company. And then the app crashed and the give. Um, but we, I think we did all right. <laughs> I think we did all right. I think we've done all right. Too. <laughs> well, look, I, I, I appreciate your time and I want to get you back to your family, but I, I do want to delve into some of this because you, you know, it, it sounds crazy to think, but we've been out of college a bit and we've both been in this business for a little bit longer than I'm, I'm willing to admit. But there's something that's not lost in me when it comes to somebody like yourself, and that's legacy. It's a big word and it means different things to Ooh. different people. But I have to ask you, what does that mean to you? Like, what does that look like for you? Um, what am I, what habits, what, what opportunities am I affording my family? Um that they can carry on to the, to the next generation, you know, beyond me. And, um, you know, can we set that, can we set the bar that this is the minimum standard of what we're, what we're going to be able to do? Um, whether that's opportunity right now, we're able to look at a lot of colleges from my 17 year old that I know I would have never had the chance to look at. And, um, for that, I'm very thankful. You know, my wife and I told him, Hey Mason, if you get in Harvard, Please don't, because I can't afford it. But <laughs> we, I can sell one of our rental properties if you go. Like we can go do some things to afford you opportunities we didn't have. And I, I'm, I do believe in him. He's a great kid, and I'm willing to go sell a house. I don't, I'd rather it not be this lake house, but I would sell something and uh, and and take care of him and and open those doors. And I want to, I want to teach 
you know, you know, wealth. I mean, my parents didn't tell me how to handle a checking account. I, you know, that's something that needs to happen in high school too. That's ridiculous. But anyway, that's another subject. Um, I want to teach my and kids. You're, some things. you're not wrong. No, nah, man. Like you kidding me? Like you're teaching me uh, Pythagorean theory. Like, but I can't figure out how to budget or how, <laughs> or right, or how, to, how to buy a house or how to do the right thing. Like, like how to, yeah, man. Like how not to accept a, a t-shirt and a Dr. Pepper in college and get an 18% credit card. Um, yes. Not that I ever did that. Not that I ever did that and buy it. 27 inch TV, the second day of school. But yeah, like I would like to have learned, you know, certain things. I want to give that, that, that is legacy too, you know, teaching and, and opportunities, you know, for, for my kids and not just my kids. It's, it's for our, our community too. And um, the community we live in, I, you know, I care a lot about, it. I've lived there, you know, most of my life and uh, you know, we want to, we try to get back wherever we can. And so for, that's what it's about for me, just passing on a new, a new standard, you know, to my family, my wife and I, it's really important to us. So before I wrap, I do want to touch on that. All right. You have an amazing partner in business and your wife. She's and- all right. <laughs> we did just okay. fire her. From, we did just fire her from uh, one of her, her response. We opened a property management company and her replacement starts uh, the first day of school. So yeah. Liz, please come to daddy. We need you. <laughs> well, what I was going to ask though, because, I used to work with my wife. We did some things together, but that's not always an easy thing to do to separate the personal, the financial, the business, but you guys make an amazing run with it. And I see you guys and how you perform. If you were going to kind of share that information, it's like what makes a successful marriage as business partners? What does it look like? Well, first of all, our, our counselor would tell us that this is a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> we, we go, we go every couple of weeks for maintenance <laughs> and, um, and, uh, and that's one of that is one of the things that we found had to be mandatory. We just we have to get in front of a referee every couple of weeks so that something can't get in the way that could be really big. Like that's not a you know, like that we have to avoid that opportunity to of of fighting over things. So we try to just kind of separate our roles. And um, I call her. She's like Rain Man. She really helps me with the flips. Her financial background, like her formulas, are insane. And the, 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 you know some of these spreadsheets she has running around makes sense. But I'm good at finding the deals and doing the practical. She's good at making the numbers make sense and making them pretty. So like, it, it's really, I think it's about comp- finding what, you know, you, you all right. So we, when we flip houses, we have, I like finding the deal. I like managing the people. I like doing all that stuff. And then I need her to buy in or else it's really weird. And we just kind of figure our own little niches. And then I let her alone in hers and she leaves me alone in mine. Like we've recently bought a couple houses that she's never seen um, but, and she just trusts me. She knows that I, I know enough about what I'm doing at this point. Uh, we bought one last time we were down here in Tennessee. You know, we just sent one of our buddies over to look at it for five minutes. We bought it. We're actually launching it tomorrow or maybe today. We have to talk about that um, tonight. So, you know, for, it's just really about clear expectations and roles where Amanda and I get into trouble is where we overcommit and under um, underperform. So if I'm asking, if, if Amanda's like, hey, I'm going to do this and then she doesn't and it comes back to me, I get that's where there's there's trouble and then or if she expects me to do this with my time while she's being the awesome mom she is with the girls and i come back and i didn't get it done but i play golf that's not a good look so um you know it's really about setting those expectations and setting them reasonably it's there's it's it's really easy to set unreasonable expectations you know because usually your spouse you and your spouse are like you know you guys are super people man like you're supposed to be able to get we accomplish a lot of things together but like you'll find the chinks in the armor really quick. So I just say over communicate, 
um, set up roles to make sure that they do work. Um, and, you know, we spread ourselves thin with this property management company and, and we're, we're pulling the plug on her working there. So we, we hired a replacement and you, you have to know when to pull that plug. It was just too much stress for us. It wasn't worth it. And um, it, it's a viable business it's going really good. But I would rather have a, you know, a family conversation at dinner instead of, hey, John Smith didn't pay his rent. I don't want to talk about that. at dinner. Yeah, That's take not- your work home, have it a distinguishable separation of duties and recognize it when it's time to find out somebody else for leverage. Look, I yep. think I read somewhere family first, right? Uh, that's I've practice. heard of that. So that and I'm not always great at that, that I'm not always great at that. I don't want to sit here and act like I am. That's not true. No, but I think if you are, but when you recognize it and when, that you've taken action on it is what matters. I would hope. Yeah, we were trying to, it's, it's not, it's not free to hire somebody to replace your wife, you know? So it's, uh, we're, you know, we're investing our money into into exact into firing her. We always laugh about it. <laughs> I, you're always looking for your own replacement, right? You know, I think you have to be. To, you people get to the point where they can actually do it, though. You, you have to. I mean, I, Gary Keller. I mean, I'm fortunate to be in his private mastermind group. Well, uh, you know, top level minute. It's not that private. And he's like, <laughs> I, whoever gives away the most jobs wins. And he's like, I'm the most leveraged guy you ever met. I have one person that takes the trash from the top of my driveway to the bottom of my driveway. I got somebody else that does, you know, his 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 young lady that that makes his tea every day. Like he is leveraged. And then it's interesting when you're in the room with Gary and and someone will question, oh, I'm not sure I could give that job away. And they'll ask you a question like, do you use a washing machine for your clothes? And then she'll be like, yeah. He's like, you just you just use leverage, dummy. Like, oh, did you walk to work today or did you drive your car? Oh, that's leverage. Like, like everything is leverage. And so what work, what can you give away? Um, for any friend of mine, Mickey Pascarell is like, hey, so if you clean your house, great guy. Somebody, Mickey's a great guy. guy. So now I'm gonna have to let Mickey know. Another Philly guy, right? Another Philly Another guy. Philly. Why with the high school with his wife? What's up with that? He says, What's up with that? Like, what's up with that? Oh, you're no, oh, do you do you go to the grocery store or do you have them delivered to you? Oh, you go to the grocery store? Well, what's up with that? You know, he just throws, he, yeah. So it's, I, I, we are, my wife and I do try to give away as many jobs as we can afford to. Um, that is, that is a challenge. That's a challenge. Cause it's also your blessing. Right? Someone I like else. what you said there, what you can afford to, because it's also a goal. It is a goal, but the older and more, the, the more experienced I get, the more I just want my time back, man. I just want my time. I noticed I spent two hours like a vegetable in that lake. I just caught a 19 inch catfish, right? But like five minutes before I came up here for this. And I'm just sitting in the lake with my my daughter and my wife. And it's it's quiet. It's nice. I could I could afford to take two hours to do that because I prospected in the morning, got my listing appointments. We hit the lake and now I'm doing this. Um, you know, so it's like, I don't know, just trying to buy my time. That two hours that I just spent down there was really valuable to me. And I hope it was valuable to her and the girls. Like that's really important. So I didn't have to take any phone calls. I didn't have any problems. We were sitting in there, you know, chilling in the water, man, like just doing our thing. And so it comes down to buying time. And if I'm doing every job myself, then I don't have time to buy. There's, there is none. Um, there just is none. And, and I you're, cause you're exhausted too. Yeah. And I'm not, and I'm not good at it all. Like I'm okay. I'm okay at that stuff, man, but I'm not dude. my admin. Oh my gosh. I don't know what to do. I don't even know how to log into command. I, I I don't I don't want to. I don't know how to pay myself. Exactly. I, well, I, I remember I, am the, I, I remember I'm the regional guy on that side of things, you know. And I sorry, 
I'm gonna have I to George, to. I, George I, Kelly. If you're listening, Matt needs a call. George, no, but I don't want to. No, no, no. They can learn. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to learn that. I want to learn how. No, I know. You know what I, I what I did learn was you know we're doing a we're doing you know a, a home buying seminar for a really large credit union in our area, and we're their preferred realtor right now. And I and I got leads this morning or, or uh, Saturday morning. So I, that's all I know. I did that. That is stuff that I have to go do. That's my level of prospecting. Well, that's your one thing. That's it, dude. If I open those doors for my team, then they got leads coming in there from great sources. I bring a good amount of value. But if I'm not making those calls, I'm not, you know, I don't have the influence in my community. I'm not present. I'm not doing things. I'm not giving back. People don't want me for that stuff. You know, if you don't align with their culture, if I didn't align with their corporate culture, they sure as heck aren't going to have me to their headquarters and and advertise to every one of their credit union members that, hey, this is the guy you want to use for real estate. I mean, that's crazy. That, that took a long time. Man. I've been working those relationships for 20 years. So, wait, you know, these things don't happen overnight. I got my license. I'm not yeah, it's really weird. No, it doesn't work that way. It doesn't work that way. And I, I really, yeah, I really enjoy the, the leadership at that, at that establishment. It's just, you know, it's what it is. And they know that we, we fit, we, you know, so it's, it's, it's good, but it's still, you know, those are the things I need to be doing. So I, and then I can buy my time. That's, that's it, man. I want my time. Well, listen, as we, as we wrap up, if you had one thing to say to everybody, if there's one thing to focus on, one thing you've learned on all this time, what would that be? What job can you give away first? There you go. Well, create a list of things that you hate. Get, get a love-hate list and keep it live. Like it's a living document. And you you, you, you come to the, you know, all right, what are the things that I, I just can't stand? They drain my battery. I don't want to do it. and I'm not, But they're really important. You know, for me, that's like social media. I don't want to be playing around Instagram all day long. That is not my jam, but someone else can be really good at it. So I, you know, I just create that list all the time. I, I, and I work really hard to replace the, you know, to create a list of things that I don't want to do. And I find a who that I can bless with an opportunity to do. Them. There you go. So guys, build a list, get focused, persevere, keep working family first and leverage out what you don't want or shouldn't be doing. Matt, thank you, man. Thanks for joining. You're welcome, man. Dave, it's, it's a pleasure, man. I, I'm excited uh, to be sitting here with you and, and hanging out. I don't know when I'm going to see you at the next event, but I'm looking forward to it. Well, I'll see you, family, reunion for certain in Vegas, for if not sure. It better be before February, Double D. Well, you know, hey, hockey season's starting. I'm going to be in Aston more times than I can count. I got some stops in Westchester and Valley Forge. You'll be the first person I call. That's me, dog. All right, take care, buddy. Lost love right. in the family. Peace, everybody. Go birds. Go birds.